Hey everyone, I'm really excited about something new that we have to offer you called Real Talk Weekly. This is gonna be an email only engagement. I'm just gonna slide into your inbox once a week with a few things that represent like the small ways that we actually grow and change. So each week you're gonna get a question. You can use it for journaling, you can use it for conversation. You're gonna get a spiritual thought, something inspirational, something from scripture that's gonna help you get grounded in your identity. And then I'm gonna give you a thought, a takeaway, a practical next step. We all know that change happens incrementally over time. So you can think of this email as your companion on that journey. You can sign up at NicoleEunis.com slash Realtalk. Again, that's NicoleEunis.com slash Realtalk. See you there. I'm right here. I have the tools to regulate my emotions, meaning that when they spike and I start to feel really anxious or really angry in a way that feels maybe a little bit more out of control, I have the tools to be able to say, it's okay. I have self-compassion. It's okay to feel that way. And this is how I can start breathing, coming back to the present moment. I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to move through this. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Let's Be Real. This episode is free therapy. So I hope you're ready. I want you to picture all of us together just jumping on my guest's couch, spilling our guts, feeling like we get exactly what we need today because I think that's how you're going to experience Monica. Monica Cristina is a therapist. She has a podcast. She's got some apps. She helps people break out of past unproductive patterns to move forward into full and free lives. And she was really helpful to me. I just I so appreciated our conversation. So if you want to check out Monica after you hear this show, I want you to know she's got a newsletter that you can sign up for. We've dropped it in the show description. So you can just click right there and join our list. All right, you guys, without further ado, here's Monica. Thanks everyone for being with us on Let's Be Real. You know that we care so much here about your emotional health, about the way that you are experiencing the world. And that's why it is always one of my favorite shows when we have on a therapist, a life coach, someone who's working in that space and is actively like meeting with people um, because this is the real stuff of life. And I've got things that I want to bring to Monica today. And I know that you've got things that you're thinking about. So I'm super glad to welcome Monica to the show. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm so glad you're in your therapy office. For those of you guys who are joining us on YouTube, you probably already feel calmer because we're in Monica's office. Yeah. So just imagine this as a group therapy sesh and we'll we'll do that together. I want to jump right in. I know you have a couple podcasts. You have your own app for staying grounded. You have a therapy practice. Mm -hmm. I would just love for you to tell us where your passion mm. for your work comes from. That's such a great question. I mean, it really comes from where so many of our work comes from. It comes from my own story. I spent mm -hmm. years struggling mm -hmm. without a name for what was happening inside of me. I was struggling with a lot of anxiety, mm -hmm. intrusive thoughts. And I, it wasn't until I saw a therapist and he was really, he wasn't worried. He wasn't impressed. He really just told me what was going <laughs> on. And, and it was that mm -hmm. kind of shame-free zone and a zone where I could actually find a name for what was happening, not feel like I was losing it and be received unconditionally mm -hmm. that I thought if there's anything I can do. 
that's what I want to do with my life. And so that's really the heart mm. behind my practice, behind my podcast, behind everything that I do. Mm. And how and how old were you at that time? Like yeah. was this a was this a little bit later that you decided this or was this pretty early on in your career? This was early. I mean, I saw um the therapist in my early 20s. So that mm -hmm. was about 20 years ago that I okay. yeah, and I've been practicing for about 15 years. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you've got, you've sort of diversified your practice. So you went from, when did you start really putting content out there thinking mm -hmm. about, you know, beyond kind of the individual yeah. client? Because I know, I mean, you know, my story that I was also in private practice yeah. for about eight years yeah. and then came to that moment where I was like, mm. how do I maximize this thing? So I'm just, I'm curious for you what that was like. Yeah. I mean, I, it's only been a couple of years that I started putting stuff out into the world. And for me, it was really a marriage of so much of my creative life, wanting mm -hmm. to kind of combine the two. I don't know if you can yeah. relate to that. Yeah. I, I always wanted to be an artist. You know, I found myself being a therapist. It's creative work too. Yeah. And so, and it, and it was just a way to kind of get them, you know, therapy is so private, which is why it works. Um, mm -hmm. But it was just a way to get the message um, a little bit further out, you know, one-on-one -on is yeah. important, but but a lot of people can't get to therapy and that's just true. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got like specific, I want to ask you some, yeah. spe I have specific topics for us. Okay. I'm just going to like throw out a thing and be like, this thing, let's okay. talk about it. But before we do that, I know a lot of the basis of what you talk about as mm -hmm. far as your own spiritual health, emotional health is yeah. about staying grounded. Yeah. Could you just define mm. define for us what that means mm. and what that looks like yeah. on an everyday basis for you and for what you're teaching your clients? That's such a good question. And, you know, I may answer it differently on a different day, but today <laughs> I would say that staying grounded is being able to stay in my body and being mm. able to stay in the present moment and when good things are happening and when hard things are happening. So the, the good things can just be, you know, the day's going normal. The hard things can be as simple as traffic and you're going to be late or something mm -hmm. more complex. And being grounded is I'm right here. I have the tools to regulate my emotions, meaning that when mm. they spike and I start to feel really anxious or really angry in a way that feels maybe a little bit more out of control, I have the tools to be able to say, it's okay. I have self-compassion. Mm -hmm. It's okay to feel that way. And this is how I can start breathing, coming back to the present moment. I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to move through this. So that is kind of how mm -hmm. I would, how I would define grounding today. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think the, the staying in your body has been something that I, I definitely will be, I'm, I've definitely always been the kind of person who dissociates into yeah. the future or, you know, into escaping somewhere else and learning really. And interestingly enough, even though therapy is my background, yeah. it was actually uh, prenatal yoga. Wow. That was the first time that I really experienced yeah. um, a place where it was safe to ex to be in your body in sort of a strong mm -hmm. way yes. and not in a, I've got to beat my body into submission. I've got to be a certain yes. size. I've got to look right. a certain way. And I look back on, and at the time, of course, as it always is the case, you never really know what's happening, yeah. right? Uh -huh. it, but I look back on that and I'm like, oh, that was it. Like yes. that's when I learned what staying grounded mm -hmm. feels like mm -hmm. and why it's so important to be like, I'm here, I'm now, like, mm -hmm. what am I experiencing? But, and this, this goes right into one of those topics I wanted to bring in. I was just with a client yesterday and we were talking through kind of this complicated, you know, I'm, this is what of course comes to the therapy office, yeah. but it also comes to our work as leaders mm -hmm. and you might be a manager, you might be a mom, yeah. you might be in just some role mm -hmm. where you're mentoring someone. Mm -hmm. And what you experience from them is that they're like this, this ball of overwhelm. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. a, just a just a yarn like a twisted ball of yarn of overwhelm mm-hmm. and you begin to help them mm-hmm. sort out what that is mm-hmm. so i want to talk about that like mm. what is overwhelm yeah. why does it happen mm-hmm. and how do you help people start to untangle what's actually going on mm-hmm. because that seems to be like a very important part of the work love that question i think it's so relevant for so many of us um I think that, you know, when I'm starting with someone who's really overwhelmed, I like to think of it and I'll even say to them, I'll use words like you just used, untangling or sifting. Mm -hmm. I like to, you know, I don't know if you're, I'm not Mm -hmm. much of a baker, so I don't know what I'm saying here, but, you know, if you sift flour (laughs) and you you kind of um, sift it out. Do you pan for gold? It's also the same concept. (laughs) Exactly. Whatever whatever works for you guys. Yeah. Bread, gold, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Or, you know, so you, you sift all of that out and then you start to get down to what is driving the mm. the deepest part of the anxiety and the overwhelm? Because you might start with um, the mm-hmm. PTA commitments and the soccer practices or the the requests sure. from your project manager, but then when you start to sift through, you might come down to I never feel like I'm good enough, right? I never feel like I'm worthy mm. enough, and that's why I'm pushing mm-hmm. so hard to do everything right at every moment. And so I mm-hmm. think a lot of it is sorting. It's, it's you know, what am I going to keep? What am I going to toss? And, and the reality is that is best done with a safe person. It really mm-hmm. is. And we can do that with journaling with ourselves and in prayer. But when you're able to sit down with a, with a therapist, with a coach, with a friend and really sort out, you can kind of get down to what is driving the deepest sense mm-hmm. of dread and overwhelm. And it may not be what you initially thought it was. You may be fine mm-hmm. with the soccer mm-hmm. practice or the or the project, but it may be something else underneath that, that with that time and space, you can really start to identify. Mm-hmm. When you get to that place and a person is with you and they're like, yes, you named it. Yeah. Like that's, I think what's happening. What's is, and this really gets into a little bit of a ph- philosophical conversation mm-hmm. I want to have with you because I think the the skill of a coach, a great friend, a great listener is able to get to there. Yeah. But then that's such a deep-seated, usually, belief that comes from somewhere totally. for so long. Mm-hmm. And so this leads to my philosophical question, which is, yeah. do you believe people can change? Oh, what a great question. This is the question yes. of my life. Yes. This is literally yes. like the yes. my life's question. Yes. And I love mm-hmm. to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, what have you experienced when it comes mm-hmm. to can people truly be transformed? I, I, I really, really believe they can. I, first of all, I'm, I'm in the industry of change, right? And so I, I, believe, <laughs> I believe it works and I see it all the time. And I believe we're actually yeah. wired to change. You know, I think that that the more mm. we learn about the brain and about trauma and our wiring internally, we see that that the body really does want to rewire when it's misfiring. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, but so often we don't have the tools to do that. I absolutely believe people can change, but I do not think that change is as flashy as it's often presented. Mm. I think that it is. Say more, yeah. I think it's really, I think the insight is flashy. I love insight. It's amazing. It's so fun. Like, oh, the aha moment. But change yeah. is really a, more of a quiet practice. It's that moment when mm. you were going to lose your temper and you take a breath instead. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's these really quiet, subtle shifting moments where we mm. start to become someone different. And I think the more mm-hmm. we can embrace the quietness and the smallness of change, I think the less discouraged we are. Because you may, mm-hmm. you may to your neighbor not look, look really different from one Tuesday to the next Tuesday. But internally, you may have known that it's a completely different morning for you. 
that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And it makes, it reminds me of maybe, you know, equating change with growth. Yeah. And mm-hmm. growth is something that we can all understand. Mm-hmm. You cannot stare at your baby long enough yeah. to see them actually grow. That's true. You cannot yeah. stare at a tree mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. long enough to see it. You will not be able to like yes. discern its growth, mm-hmm. but year over year, season over season, yes. the growth is there, mm-hmm. right? And I think if we had more of a mindset mm-hmm. of actually that's how change operates, yes. it, it operates at the speed of growth Yes, and the speed of growth is barely just is not discernible even to the eye um i love that idea like Mm -hmm. and i love what you just said about insight because Mm -hmm. that's the thing that i think gets people kind of going yeah and they're like oh my gosh you Mm -hmm. understand me you get you're naming something Mm -hmm. i've never like heard or you're you -hmm. you help me name an emotion i don't have but like like that's great yeah it's not going to get us Right. That's good and important and needed. Yeah. But it's almost like tilling the soil. Nothing is planted yet. We're yes, just we're exactly. Just like, that's all we did. Yes, and exactly. It will all go back to where it was before if there's nothing planted. Exactly. Yes, that's so well said. And I think that change too is, you know, for people that are watching, people that are not watching mm-hmm. won't see my hand going up and down, <laughs> but then moving to the right. And I okay. think the more we can embrace that there's moments of this, the insight is a high moment in the change process. Mm, yeah. You know, the next day when the insight's over and you have to wake up to the same life, it's a low moment. But as long as we're moving towards the right, we're going to go up and down within that, but we're mm. going to keep heading in the, like you said, in the growth direction. Yeah. And that is just, that's just a normal part of change. I think people kind of, they they get discouraged and they jump off the process when they go up and down within the process. And just knowing mm-hmm. that that's normal, that's just yeah. that's just part of it yeah i love that mm-hmm. so okay great topic one okay we did it overwhelm okay second one still came up it was connected to overwhelm uh-huh. and i do think they're connected which is it's a little bit of a buzzword mm-hmm. and that's why i love to bring it up because i'm like whenever there's a buzzword out there yeah. spiritual otherwise therapy yeah let's define it great and let's describe it okay. um and how we move toward it and so the buzzword right now but i think is so needed is emotional resilience mm. and i feel like you've Mm-hmm. sort of alluded to it already when you talk about you feel that spike of anger, that spike of anxiety, yes. and you've got tools yes. to deal with that. But I'd love to hear how you define resilience and maybe even what it's looked like in your own life, Monica. Mm-hmm. You know, we started yeah. at your story in mm-hmm. your 20s. Yeah. And when you look at your, you know, up and down, but to the right mm-hmm. growth, like mm-hmm. yeah. how does emotional resilience play into that? I mean, I, I love that. I love that buzzword. I don't know if we Googled it today what the official answer would be, but my my answer <laughs> is that it's a combination of things, of course, because I, you know, as a therapist, we see things, you know, layered. But one would be the ability to emotionally regulate yourself, like I referred to earlier. And regulate okay. sounds like a really rigid kind of unfriendly word. Um, but what that basically means is that I know how to calm my body. I know how to get back to what's true about me, Mm. about what I believe in a moment that is hard for me. So that's a big Mm. part of resilience is that because, you know, health and resilience is not the absence of pain. It's not the Mm. absence of making mistakes. It's not the absence of getting triggered. It's just being able to circle back to a place of grounded truth Mm. and quicker and quicker the more you practice it. Mm-hmm. So that would that mm-hmm. would be the one thing that the next thing I would say emotional resilience is not turning on yourself. And this is kind of something I talk about a lot. And what mm. what I mean by that is when we're in pain, 
or we're having a hard time, very often we um, double that with an interpretation that's shaming, that's not true, that mm. is you know really hard on us. And so I mm. think that not turning on yourself is a part of emotional you know resilience. And then finally, I think that um, being able to show yourself self-compassion. Now, speaking of buzzwords, like self-compassion mm. is, <laughs> is almost meaningless at this point. I feel like we hear about it all the time, right? Just like, okay, whatever. Um, but self-compassion is when you treat yourself with that gentle kindness, that unconditional love. And, you know, it, it is, it has been shown to really, speaking of change, that's one of the things that really helps us change. We can define it as grace. We can mm. define it as acceptance, but there's this, there's this gentleness and this love that comes with self-compassion that I think is essential as a foundational part mm. of emotional resilience. We can't really be resilient if we're rigid and shame-based, you know, we're, we, we will more likely snap <laughs> than be able to bend and move. Mm -hmm. mm, so, oh man, it's, isn't it so counterintuitive though? Yes. Like, I know there's this part in us that's like, no, like if I just am unconditionally loving, I'm, I'm going to go off the rails, oh, you know, let's, yeah. let's take eating. Yes, I think that's totally. a great example, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Especially with women. Yeah. And it's like, oh, if I just showed myself love and grace mm -hmm. for this situation, I'm just going to, yes. I'm going to eat, you know, 18 donuts for breakfast. You know, right. there's this crazy <laughs> making mm -hmm. cycle of belief yeah. that like, if I'm not in this rigid system, mm -hmm my life is going to go off the rails completely. And and I think that's fear talking, but I'd love mm -hmm. to hear yeah. more about what you, how yeah. you've experienced, yeah. you know, totally. acceptance as the method for change. And I, I run into that all the time, as you can imagine, in this sofa right behind me. I mean, people all the time are, are just... Everybody get on... Everybody raise your hand who needs to get on the sofa right. for what I just said. Right. Oh, we, we, I mean, we all do, myself included. We all have moments like that. And, mm -hmm. and so I think that, you know one of the things that acceptance is not is it's not resignation. You know, acceptance is mm. not the same as giving up. It's not the same as not trying. Mm. It's not even the same as not shooting for excellence in an area in your life. It's just allowing yourself to still be worthy of love and worthy of dignity mm. right now. And so once we kind of can embrace that, it's a lot less scary. It doesn't mean, oh, I don't want to change my eating mm. habits or, oh, I don't want to change this. It just means that until then, or even if you don't, you're still lovable right now. And I think that that's mm. a huge relief. And we know mm. that shame, you know, has been shown to be a very poor motivator of change. Even though we all do it to ourselves, mm -hmm. it doesn't actually help people change. And so that's one of the things to remember is that in your, you know, in your own attempts to help yourself change, if you're using shame and saying, I'm so bad, I'm so this, I'm so that, it, it's not actually effective. Mm. Gosh. I'm so I'm like, uh, I just don't have anything back to say. I'm like, yes, let's just sit yeah. in the truth mm -hmm. that no matter how your day's been, yeah. no matter how your day will be, mm -hmm. you are lovable. Yes. Like that that just part of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I know you probably do this work too, but I often will try to bring people back to say, you know, when you're telling me this story, how old were you? You know, you're yeah. seven, you're 12, you're whatever, you're 10. And mm -hmm. like, have you looked at a 10 year old recently? Right. When you're at church or yes. out in the mall, mm -hmm. like look at the size of a 10 year old yes. and then try to try to give yourself that tone of voice when you're dealing with this thing. There's so much there about the way we would love others, especially innocence yes. and vulnerability, which we all have inside of mm -hmm. us. 
And the way we love innocence and vulnerability, yeah. I think can unlock this place of, oh, mm -hmm. I don't need to shame myself, hate myself, mm -hmm. um, criticize and condemn myself as my like mode of operating. Right. It's not right. a good look. Yeah. It just isn't. And it yeah. comes out of you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm sure you say this. Like, hey guys, like yeah. everyone can read your mail. Like it's right. not, you're, you're not hiding <laughs> as much as you think that you are. Right. And um, yeah. that alone can be like, oh, do I want to like, yes. do I want to, right. do I want this voice to be out there in the world? Yeah. This inner voice mm -hmm. that's manifesting itself outward in some way. Mm -hmm. Do I want that to be out in the world? Yeah. And those are the things that I think can help us kind of move forward from there. So, okay. My last question, very, very specific okay. around, this is the end of our therapy session. Then I have a couple <laughs> personal questions, but okay. um, my last question for you now is about the third thing that I hear a lot. And then I'm going to give you a chance if you've got like a topic that I didn't bring up that you're like, mm. and here's the other theme yeah. that I hear okay. all the time. Okay. My third one is boundaries. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Boundaries. And yeah, big buzzword. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about defining boundaries. Mm -hmm. I talk about boundaries as your God-given resources mm -hmm. and your um, stewardship of them, your ability to allocate your God-given resources, mm. finances, time, emotional health, mm -hmm. whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's yours to give. Yes. And some people try to take it. Yeah. So you've got to like figure that out. So if we went with that definition, mm -hmm. um, I think something I'm hearing a lot right now is my friends, my family don't agree with a decision I'm making, mm. with a thing that I'm doing, mm -hmm. when do I engage and when do I let it go? Mm. And how do I know mm. how to do that? So wow. big question, but yes. I'm gonna throw that to you. Yes, it's such a big question. So when when my family and friends are not agreeing with a decision I'm making, and how does that, you know, the Venn diagram cross over with my boundaries? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's if- And when do I just let it go? And mm -hmm. when do I actually engage, you know? Engage with them to kind of, to explain to them, this is why I'm doing this. This is not right, why right. I'm doing Take this. Take any topic. Mm -hmm. The yeah. way you handled COVID. Yes, you're totally. The political scene, yeah. like vaccines. Yeah. Like, I mean, race, there's been so yes. many. I mean, I yes. don't know about you, but every person I've spoken with yeah. over the last year as I've traveled has had like a pretty significant breach yeah. in a relationship. Mm -hmm somewhere yes, in the last right, three years. Right. Yeah, I see that in my office all the time. I, I really do. And I, mm -hmm. I think one of the things that comes up with that with boundaries is um, the idea that sameness is not closeness. And I think we've gotten those two mm. things confused. That sameness is not relationship. Mm -hmm. It's just um, an overlap. It's just an identific identification yeah. that you identify with the way someone else is operating or the decisions they're making. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if sameness is mm -hmm. not closeness, then you can you can be close to someone or you can be in a relationship with them and they disagree with you. And this is where the boundary mm -hmm. comes in. They have a choice also. You know, they have a choice. Do they want to stay in relationship with you if they disagree right. with you? But you can hold on to who you are and what you believe and what you believe is true and right and and do that in a really loving way without caving into something that doesn't feel mm -hmm. real or true for you. And so yeah, mm -hmm. that, that would be what I would say. And boundaries is was actually the, the buzzword that I was going to suggest. So we're on the same track here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right. What else? What else do you want to say about it? I gave you my my mm -hmm. definition. I'd love to hear yours. And yeah, maybe. Yeah. If you could give if you could give one, you know, you've mm -hmm. got your one passing thought before a person leaves the office and you're like, I'm, if I could give you one thing about this, this is what it would be about boundaries. What, mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I, I think it would be that, and I didn't come up with this phrase, I don't know who did, but that boundaries are for you, not for other people. 
And I think that so often mm. we get, that's where we get so confused because we think, well, they're upset and they're this and they're that. And, and that's not the point mm. of boundaries. The boundaries, boundaries <laughs> is where you end and other people begin, right? It's what you're mm-hmm. responsible for, brushing your teeth, paying your bills to much bigger things. And so I would say that, you know, remembering when it gets rocky, because it really can get boundaries is really fun to read about and write about on Instagram. But in real life, it gets really, really messy to remember you're not doing mm-hmm. it for other people and that you're not necessarily at all unloving if someone's disappointed in your boundaries. And so holding on mm. to why am I doing this boundary? Well, because this is what I believe. This is what I need to do. And if someone else is disappointed, that's also within their boundaries. They're allowed to feel that way. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't need to reflect on the validity of my choices and my boundaries. Mm. Yeah. I find the place for me that I have to talk myself through this more than any other mm-hmm. is actually parenting. Yeah, Remembering that... Uh, one of my teenagers disappointments or disapproval or whatever like i that is in their that is in their purview that is their mm-hmm. boundary to be in yeah. and it, i'm not responsible for that i'm not responsible for i can shepherd emotions i can come alongside sure. i can be empathetic but i'm not actually responsible for the way that you feel yes i'm i can help you learn to be resilient but Absolutely. that is one of those places for some reason mm-hmm. um, even with all the training when yes. it comes to your own kids oh, you're yeah. like I need, yeah yeah <laughs> i need a little coach uh-huh. i need a coach in my corner to remember that totally. but yeah that's mm-hmm. so that's a great that's such a great word monica i love that so i want to ask you um what are some of your practices rhythms that you have in place to maintain your own personal emotional health with the work that you do. You're pouring out all day. Mm -hmm. You, you know, I know there's a spiritual reality to bearing other people's burdens, um, especially the really hard Mm -hmm. traumatic things that we will hear. So I'm curious what that looks like for you Mm -hmm. in this season. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, um, really, really go back to stillness and quiet. That's my my number one thing, because mm-hmm. I'm also a mom of three kids. And so, you know, that is never quiet, which is, you know, wonderful, but also yeah. a lot of noise and a lot of feelings. Um, and yeah. so, so I get up at really early in the morning and I'm still and I'm quiet. I read, I pray, I meditate. My dog is there. Like, I really, I need that mm-hmm. to restart. I'm an introvert, uh, you know, and so that, that you know, mm-hmm. who works with people. <laughs> so I really, that is one of my main things. My other thing is going for walks and listening to books on tape. And I I love, mm. you know, books that I feel poured into about, you know, right now I'm listening to a book on parenting or I love listening to books on boundaries or mm-hmm. these things that, you know, might sound like, oh, is that a workbook? But really for me, it's just a chance to reflect and something about the movement and the and the mm. pu- putting the vitamins of good wisdom into my ears um, mm. just really restores me. So those are my two like really go to regular rhythms. I love it. Oh my gosh, so good. And that might that might lead us in. It might be a book, but yeah. kind of the question that I ask everyone as we're getting close to the end. And by the way, Monica, this has been so good. I just oh, feel thanks. like there's been all these little these little minutes of just truth, but also mm-hmm. your compassion, your mm-hmm. clear love for people and your desire mm-hmm. to meet people where they are. You're helping me believe, yes, we really can change. And good. it may not look Thank exactly right. the way we think, but we're never done. And yeah. we're, that's a beautiful thing. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing to mm-hmm. be an unfinished 
work because that means there's always adventure ahead. So thank you for that. We're going to link everything about you in all of our, all the places that you can find them in the show notes. So you guys can find Monica and follow her and learn from her wisdom. But our last question on Mm -hmm. our way out here is a little lighter and it might be one of those books on tape, but Uh I want to know what is just keeping you real right now. It's just like a little thing that Mm. brings you an inordinate amount of joy. Mm. It can be a product. It can be a person. It can be an app, whatever. I'm just curious if there's something like that in your world. Yeah. I mean, in, in, it's not deep. <laughs> so no, you know, I was going to say, yeah. cause your earrings are bringing me life right, right now. And like, yes. that would be, yeah. perfectly well, I love earrings. I've known that's like the gift I give. I, and I, and the gift I love to receive, I love earrings. So <laughs> that is real. Um, I, I would say that, you know, the, the great British baking show is something that I find. My gosh. Same. Right. I mean, and cause, and cause I deal in so much, I'm, I'm naturally an overly serious person. Okay. I own that. Okay. And I deal in very serious things. And so just to watch things that, where the consequences maybe like the cake is flat you know it's it's really really a relief so that that i would say is something that i really really enjoy and there's something about the vibe of the show yes. yeah, that's like it's light yeah. without being snarky without exactly. being kind mm-hmm. of base in, yeah and which is sort of like to me like the american version of entertainment yes. is always like that yeah and it it lacks any of that mm-hmm. so it's just got yeah, yeah just a, a real um I can't think it, the word mm-hmm. is the word is not innocence. What's the word? It's, it's like, kind. I think it's kind. It's funny. Kind. But, it's, but, it's, it, it, but it stays yeah. like it stays kind. And, and it's all there's always lots of grass shots and, you know, outdoors. And it's just it's just <laughs> soothing. <laughs> a lot of landscape. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I'm always it's like, where are soothing. they? <laughs> truly. Yeah. And there's cake. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's just yeah, cake and tea <laughs> and beautiful landscape yeah. and kindness. Yeah. That's what brings us life. Well, I agree. And mm-hmm. I love that. Thank yeah. you for bringing that to our attention. And thank you so much for being on Let's Be Real. It has been awesome. Thank you. I've had so much fun. Flying through the mountain ranges, but I never see the danger. That final